0: All right, good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you all here with us uh, for the Congregation of Prayer, I got for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. It's Friday, August 18th, 2023, coming to you live. I see you all checking in in the chat. It's good to see that as well. Uh, let's see, today uh, we continue in Matthew's Gospel, we're at the conclusion of the Gospel, and uh, some pretty heavy words of uh, warning and judgment from Jesus, um, but I think we can hear them in an evangelical way, and uh, we'll be doing that here as we continue in those words, all right? Uh, let's see, I think that's it for now. Uh, so, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, let's pray our psalm for the week. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked." Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him, because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, let's pray our memory verse. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3. Catechism, third article of the Creed, its explanation, what does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. All right. First reading today, continue in Isaiah, now chapter 59. Again, these are the servant songs. All right. So we hear Christ in them quite clearly, I think of course, we hear our own sinfulness as well. <laughs> Therefore, justice is far from us, nor does righteousness overtake us. We look for light, but there is darkness, for brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope for the wall like the blind, and we grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. We all growl like bears and moan sadly like doves. We look for justice, but there is none. For, but For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before you, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, justice is turned back, and righteousness stands afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. So truth fails. And he who departs from evil makes himself a prey. Then the Lord saw it, and it displeased him, that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on the righteous on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. Coastlands will, heal, will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the, enemies, or the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Wow. Quite a bit we could talk about here. But um, the first, I mean, it really does parallel uh, much of Paul's writing. I I can't help but hear Romans uh, 1 through 3 here in the beginning. Um, but also the breastplate language and that language of, um, is that is that also in Romans with the shield and the breastplate? Yeah, but here it's actually not given to us, but it's given um, to the Lord who executes that vengeance right, by his word. And you'll notice his word is that sharp two-edged sword that Paul talks about. It brings judgment against unbelief, but it also brings in repentance um, the believers into salvation. Okay, our reading then for catechesis is from Matthew 23 and 24. Right. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left there upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Right. There's some, something particularly evocative about Jesus' own prophetic word of not only the uh, pending, his own pending death, but then uh, the the, uh, scattering of the of the apostles from Jerusalem, and then the destruction of Jerusalem, and of course um, the coming his return on the last day. It seems somehow relevant um, for us with a world, a nation, um, family, congregations all in crisis, right? And Jesus says not to fear; these things are necessary, but the end is not yet. All right, so. Uh, first, Jesus addresses Jerusalem. That's his final, final word to Jerusalem during Holy Week. Um, how does he describe her? The holy city, Zion, as the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. Oof, that's a harsh word, but it doesn't end. Um, he doesn't leave them without, well, at least the potential of good news, right? How he longs to gather her as chicks under her wings, as a hen with chicks under her wings, but she is not willing. As a consequence, um, you know, you hear even Jesus in lament, destruction must come. The house will be left desolate. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But they would see, them, see him again when they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. All right? When would all Jerusalem say these words? These are liturgical words, by the way. They're appointed in the Jewish feast, actually on the night he was betrayed, on the night of the Passover, the same day that he was crucified. So what did Jesus and his disciples do? After that, oof, left the temple, right? Um, and as they were leaving, Jesus told the disciples, presumably pointing back at the temple, that not one stone would be left upon another. And that's the last word for Jerusalem. I know how terrifying it is, but why? We talked about this quite a bit with Ezekiel, but why speaks such a hard word? Well, a hard word for the heart of heart, right? For their refusal and lack of repentance. The glory of the Lord will depart at the temple, right? But ha- is now seen in the crucified Son. All right. All right. So now we go um, just outside Jerusalem to verse three, the Mount of Olives, which is uh, the place he likes to pray, of course, but here instruct. Um, and he has two questions. Are the disciples have two questions, right? Yeah. When will these things be? So by these things, we're referring all the way back to all those prophetic words about the end of Jerusalem and also. Uh, what will be the sign then of the end of the age? So the, the end of all things. All right. um, the first warning he gives them is to watch out for false, um, for deceivers who will claim to be the Christ, false Christ or false messiahs, he'll say again tomorrow. Right. Um, I've, I've tried to warn you about that in our own context. That there are many who say, um, you know, I am our only salvation. If you don't, oh, no, I don't know, politically, if you don't elect me, um, the nation will fall into ruin and will never recover, this sort of thing. If we don't do this, yeah, that's that's false messianic language, right? The Lord has us in His hand. Um, that doesn't mean we should be inactive or we should fail to act uh, or do what is right, right? But it is according to the Lord's providence or His giving of daily bread. Right? So that's another kind of false messiah. Uh, what other things will happen that are not signs of the end? Wars, rumors of wars, um, right? Nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famine, pestilence, and earthquakes. Those are not Signs of the end. Those things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, he says. These are only the beginning of sorrows. Okay, so how are these fulfilled, these beginning of sorrows? Uh, yes, there will be, there, these are things that will uh, happen until the end of all things, right? But they do happen immediately to the ones he's speaking to here on the Mount of Olives, to his disciples. These apostles later, when they're sent, will be delivered up. Uh, to tribulation and be killed, all of them dying a martyr's death, except for John. Right? They would be hated by the nations for the sake of the name of Jesus. Still true for Christians today, even hated by our own nation for the sake of Jesus. Right? Many in the church will be offended by the gospel preaching, betray one another and hate one another, throw one another under the bus, fail to care for one another in their body and their need, right? Fail to defend them um, in times of um, of need, right? And certainly not look out for their spiritual well-being. Right. These things will happen, and they do happen. Uh, and it's the false prophet who comes up and deceives many and says, um, "Well, you know, we don't have to act like Christians. We just because we we need to act like professionals, right? That's what our politicians do. This is just good politics. And like, no, you're a Christian, so act like it, right? Let your actions um, be conformed to your to the word. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that you can actually tell a false prophet. Right? They'll use all sorts of clever disguises um, to hide their iniquity, their sin. Or, as Jesus says, verse 12, lawlessness will abound, and the love of many will grow cold. Um, by lawlessness, uh, you might think of what we just read a few days ago, right? Uh, what's the greatest commandment? Shall love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. This, On this, all the um, uh, all of Moses and the prophets hang, right? The entire law hangs on love for neighbor. So, Love grows cold. Lawlessness is abounding. You see, love and law go together. Failure to love is failure. Um, it's a failure of the law, or to keep the law. And then he makes a promise at the end, verse thirteen: He who endures to the end will be saved. All right. And of course, he's saying this to comfort um, the apostles. And enduring um, does not just endu- Doesn't mean enduring in life. It means enduring in faith. Of course, right. What will Jesus then say before uh, what does he then say about what will happen before the end? Yes, while all these things are happening, wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, famine, pestilence, earthquakes, earthquakes, false prophets arising, the love of many growing cold, lawlessness abounding. While all those things are happening, actually those are the very context for the preaching of the gospel, forgiveness of sins, right? The turning the lawless to the lawful, to restoring love to the unlovely right? All in Jesus, bringing the good news of forgiveness of sins to the nations, as a witness, as he says, to all nations. So it, uh, the end of all things, uh, of all things here, not the eternity of, of the new heavens and new earth, the end of all things here will not be accomplished until all the saints are numbered, until the gospel has been preached to all. Hmm? Do you want to hasten the end? Go around forgiving sins. <laughs> Don't be looking for signs. How's that? Give that a go. All right, and of course, this is what Jesus instructs his own uh, disciples, then apostles, to do in Matthew 28, 19, and twenty, which will come after his after his uh, death and at his ascension, when he gives that baptismal command to go and baptize all nations, to give new life, uh, forgiving sins, rescuing from sin, death, and the devil, giving eternal salvation to all who believe this, right, as the words and promises of God declare, teaching them to observe all things I've commanded them, right, to love both God and neighbor, to have faith and love, um, and to be attentive to God's word so that that baptismal gift is preserved by the hearing and receiving of the ongoing forgiveness of sins, right? And then the end will come. Thanks be to God. So, Jesus proclaims the destruction of Jerusalem because she had rejected all the prophets and now was rejecting the greatest prophet, the Son of God. He ended his teaching in the public realm of the temple in Jerusalem, but he would return to Jerusalem on the Passover to become our Paschal Lamb, through whom our sins are forgiven. Jesus then prepared his disciples for the turbulent days ahead by telling them that the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom will go on in spite of the temple's destruction. They were not to seek signs in the events of this world, but were simply to rejoice in the ongoing proclamation of the gospel. Today the church still does not seek her signs in world events, but looks to the preaching of the gospel and the ongoing presence of Christ in baptism in the supper, so that she may endure unto the end. Okay? So uh, maybe this helps with your uh, Uh, all your neighbors who want to blackpill you, you know, be um, uh, not skeptical. What is it? Pessimistic. Worse than pessimistic. Cynical. The end of the world is near. Right? No. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Be forgiven. Live in Christ's forgiveness. Right? And then, whether today um, comes, or today is the last day, or tomorrow comes, or today is the last day, regardless, blessed be the name of the Lord, you are forgiven, you are God's child. Uh, Rejoice, for he comes. You see how that... uh, Uh, That's the right kind of optimism and hope, and uh, the antidote to cynicism, right, is that Christ has already uh, destroyed the power of sin, death, and the devil, and now we can freely live in faith and love uh, without uh, worry about that final judgment. Good, right, and that's the gift, of course, of Christ's church, which he has given to us and which we confess, actually, in uh, this lovely hymn about uh, the church. The church is one foundation, so let's sing it. I don't think we have a commemoration, so let us pray. O God, you declare your almighty power above all in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant us such a measure of your grace that we may obtain your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasures. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Holy Spirit, who proceeds from the Father and the Son to give life and salvation to the world, and who together with the Father and the Son we worship and glorify as the only true God, Receive our thanks and praise for proclaiming Christ to us through the preaching of the gospel and gifts of the holy sacraments. Faith in Jesus Christ our Savior, hope in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, and love for God and our enemies are all your creations and gifts to us through the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Preserve the holy Christian Church among us through the faithful preaching of the gospel and the right administration of the sacraments of Christ. Bless the communion of saints that every baptized Christian sharing in Christ's love through the forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name might abide in Christ and bear witness to his love in all that we do and say. Give us firm hope in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting, so that we might faithfully endure persecution for Jesus' sake and suffer all, even death itself, rather than fall away from him who gave his life for us. Hear us, O Holy Spirit, for you live and reign with the Father and the Son, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for it spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray this day for Cora celebrating her baptism, with Doug and Lisa celebrating their anniversary. Pray for all the households of our church, especially today with Bev, Michael, Greg and Sharon, Brianna, Leah and Vicki. Pray for our catechumens. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Joe Melanie, Kelsey, Christopher, Marcy, Brad, Eileen, and Ron, Doug, Bev, Donna, Jim, Pat, Wendell, and Darlene. Our homebound, Marcy, Marion, Dan, Paul, Dolores, Merlin, and Pauline. The missions and mercy work of the church, especially Sheboygan County Hispanic Ministry, our mission of the month. Uh, we continue to intercede for Stephen and Penny um, and their family as they seek new employment and housing in this difficult market. And uh, and if you know anything, uh, any opportunities for them, please. Uh, Please inform them. We also pray for Naomi, who uh, whose diagnosis is now confirmed, and will be having surgery on Monday, the twentieth, twenty-first. Right? Yeah, twenty-first. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, that's our congregation prayer for today, Friday, August 18th, 2023. You can join us again in the morning, 9 a.m., for congregation of prayer. Uh, It looks like uh, we're going to keep our time at 9 a.m. come school year, uh, hopefully. And uh, let's see. Uh, As I mentioned, um, surgery on Monday for Naomi. So uh, keep us in our prayers. We'll. driving Ethan out to, uh, to Seward, uh, and then uh, we'll be driving back to Cincinnati <laughs> on Sunday night. But uh, so it goes, right? Um, better to have that confidence that the surgery is indeed necessary that we received from the biopsy and, um, and that uh, then the Lord give the doctor skill and aid them in the surgery that she receive the healing uh, or receive healing there afterwards. All right. So thanks for the prayers on that. And... Uh, Yep, we'll see you Sunday, of course, for divine service in person, so make plans for that. Uh, and we won't be leaving till after service. We don't need to get there, not even really till late Sunday. That's fine, we can check in whenever. And she'll be NPO, you know, no no uh, liquid or, or um, food after midnight, so might as well keep her up till midnight eating. <laughs> All right, uh, with that, I bid you fond farewell, and we'll see you again in the morning.